Hello, God loves you. Thank you for tuning in to the Almost a Wife podcast. I would love to hear your feedback, losses, and successes on my social media outlets so I can connect with you. Visit me on Instagram at almost.awife. And don't forget to connect with me on Facebook at Almost a Wife. And by the way, I'm also on YouTube by searching Almost a Wife Podcast. Remember, God loves you and so do I. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I hope you are doing well. And I just want to say thank you for joining me for another episode of Almost a Wife, but it's still possible. I am your host, Dimitri Farr. And today I'm going to be talking about church girl. What? I am a church girl. And, you know, I've really been pondering about what kind of things that I want to talk about. How did I want to you know, correlate this? What really did I want to say? And really what I want to talk about is, you know, even though we were raised in the church, and I know there are a lot of others like myself who have been raised in the church. Um, and that's, it's a, it was a great experience. I will say I did not have a bad childhood or anything like that. I had great experiences. I was very active in school. You know, I was in chorus and I was in, um, also in drama, in high school, um, did a lot of plays. I was in For Color Girls, When the Rainbow Isn't Enough. I was in musicals. I was in Beehive. I was in Little Abner. I was Dorothy in The Wiz my senior year. So I had a very active life along with, you know, going to church. But that was really my life, doing school activities and then, you know, church. And mine was a little bit unique because Honestly, if I didn't know you by going to the school with you, like attending high school, because I went to school in one city and I went to church in another city. So I had, if you will, two sets of friends. So if I didn't really go to school with you, then I didn't know like other kids or other, you know, children or students may know other students from other schools or, you know, other things like that. I didn't. I only knew the kids that were at the school that I went to and then my other friends were from church and so and the the two cities are about 30 minutes apart actually I was um, raised in Shelby North Carolina that's where I went to school way to go Shelby go to Lions and then um, where I went to high school and then I went to church in Gastonia which was about a 25 30 minute drive so I had my set of friends from both locations But the thing that I wanted to kind of talk about was I was very active in both, even at church. I was in the choir at church. We had our own youth Bible study. Thank you, Miss Doreen. Lord, she took care of us and taught us the word and broke it down, you know, for us and made it very, very engaging and enjoyable for us. And those are the types of, you know, relationships and friendships that I developed from those those opportunities. But I really wanted to kind of hone in on, even though I had, you know, those good experiences, even coming up as a church girl, I think one of my biggest things was that I was living, if you will, in fear. And I don't even know if there's a healthy fear or not, because I know, and maybe it's a more of a reverence or a respect for, for my grandmother, because she's the one who raised me and just respect for that, you know, and fear of, or not not wanting to disrespect, right? Or fear of disappointing or fear of embarrassing, right? 
And but it was a it was and, and I, again, it's not I shouldn't say fear because, you know, God does not give us a spirit of fear. And that comes from Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, where it says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Okay, so that's coming again from Second um, Timothy 1 and 7. And so he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but we do want to have a respect that we have. And so really coming up, I didn't want to disappoint my grandmother. I didn't want to disappoint my family in doing anything that would disrespect the family that would put your family in, a, in or in anybody, even yourself, um, because you know the, the, the choices and the things that you've been taught in the word. And so one of those things was not having a child out of wedlock. And so even when I did find out, I was devastated. Mind you, I love my kids. I love my boys. But I was, I was extremely, um, I was, I was upset with myself <laughs> for one. And um, for two, I was like, oh my gosh, what is my grandmother going to say? You know? And so I didn't want to bring any type of embarrassment or shame or anything to the family because of a decision that I had made. But thank God that I I did have that experience and I do have my voice because I explained to you guys before that they changed my life had I not had them. But going back in, back to my childhood, again, I had a great childhood. You know, I was the oldest. I did have my own room and, you know, I had a lot of good experiences. You know, my uncle, he would uh, make clothes for me. So I was, you know, fashionable, if you will, in my mind. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I didn't feel like anything was, I, I didn't feel like I missed anything. Let's just say that outside of um, not having my parents there. And, and again, I, you know, I spoke on that lightly from my other um, podcast that I'm, I'm not upset with them by any means because I appreciate the fact that uh, my grandmother took my brother and myself in to be raised with her because I I'm so glad I had that experience with her um, because I wouldn't be the woman that I am today had I not. So I'm truly, truly, truly grateful for that decision that they made. But what I'm saying is sometimes it can seem as if because we're in the church, we can be sheltered from some situations that go on because some conversations are not had. And what I mean by that is some conversations that I think are very important and healthy to have with children or even teenagers as they're growing up, you know, um, sex being one of them or even talking about, um, you know, just the body and how it works. I I am a strong advocate for having those types of conversations at home because I don't want anybody else exposing my children with the wrong information or misinformation, heightened information. I want to be the one to um, pretty much introduce it. And way, the way that I go about a lot of things when it's some hard or difficult conversations, it's either I wait until they bring it up to me because you don't want to just jump into, you know, talking about puberty and they're seven. You know what I mean? For, for a boy, let's just say that. Um, you want to have those conversations as they come or if they have conversations or experiences that may have come up that opens the door for you to talk about them. That's just the way that I've done it. I'm not saying that that is the way that you need to do it, but that has worked for me. Or if there may be some other situations that may come about where they may have seen something on TV and they ask and inquire about it at that point, then those are the times where you 
you know, have those types of conversations. But growing up that way, I wasn't exposed to a lot. So you could say I had a sheltered life because, you know, my grandmother was not, uh, she didn't like cartoons. We could not play card games with like cards, a true deck of cards, you know, like with the king spades and all that kind of stuff. She was, you know, she was very godly, very spiritual. And, and in some ways, of course, the religious as well. So I didn't have some of those things. I couldn't list certain music. And of course, you know, as we all do, teenagers, children, whatever, we still listen to things that we know we shouldn't listen to. But my genre was more so of R&B because I am like a, I don't want to say a hopeless romantic, but I'm like a romantic, right? And so I loved Boys to Men and Brian McKnight and Brandy and, you know, all of those nice, you know, cooning romantic types of music that aren't like the real R&B where it had true lyrics and true, you know, and it wasn't always about heartache, but it was just, you know, it was about love. And that's what I really, really, you know, what drew, drew me, even though I should have been listening to it because I ain't know nothing about no love. But <laughs> those were the, the songs that gave me conversation. You know, those are the things that I really, really just kind of like gravitated to, I guess is a better way to say it. So anyway, so not having those types of conversations and not understanding, not because don't have sex, because the Bible says don't have sex, do not fornicate. I think it, 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 some things nowadays, because we have become more educated and it having conversation about premarital sex and things has, is not as taboo. I think it's it's a conversation that definitely should be happening and definitely happening within the home. And I have to say that I didn't get that education. I didn't get that type of conversation to really understand it. And so, of course, after listening to those type of songs, it can also gravitate you to having different types of impure thoughts and sinful things. And then, of course, that's just tempting you to want to do more things, right? And um, and I would say I didn't I didn't do anything until after I left my grandmother's house. I'm not putting that out there as if I was, you know, doing anything promiscuously while I was living in her home. It was once I, you know, left home and went to college. And of course, you know, when you go to college, you have different types of experiences. And um, and that's when, you know, other things occurred. Um, I didn't have my boys until I was in my late 20s. 29 actually is when I actually had them. But needless to say, I'm just grateful for for having them. I'm grateful for the experiences that I had, but I just wish that I would have had some more conversation to have um, better prepared me because I think that's really what happens is we don't really understand um, as young people how um, emotional and how intimate having premarital sex is and how it can really just change you and your perspective on some things if you haven't been really introduced or talked about it correctly, if you will. And I, I, I can't even say that there's a wrong or right way to do it, but that's why I'm asking God to lead me and guide me through the word, even with my boys, because I don't want it to be such an uncomfortable conversation about anything that we have that they feel shameful about themselves or about their bodies or what their transitions are going through. Um, I want them to be able to come to me. That's the bottom line that I'm, I'm really trying to get at. And I didn't have that opportunity. And so because I didn't have that, of course, that led me to other choices. And I'm saying, I believe that if I had those conversations, maybe I would have made other choices, right? But needless to say, I'm just, I'm glad that I am where I am and how I am that I am. Because of those experiences, I, I'm who I am today. So one thing I want to say, even though we do those things, 
those are flaws. We all have our flaws. We all have our hiccups. We all have our hangups. We all have our our things that kind of hinder us or stump us. But what we have to keep doing is going in Christ. At going to church, yeah, I was in the choir. I sang, you know, was going to the Bible studies and going to three, four, five church uh, services throughout the week, revivals and, you know, going to convention. I also went to the Thomas A. Dorsey convention every year. And I mean, just so many things that I was so active in, but I, I didn't get to see the the world the way, not saying that I needed to be out there and exposed, but I just wish I had had some, some more guidance as to what it was and not in a rose colored glasses. I think that's really what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to walk, didn't want to walk, or I did walk in life with rose colored glasses and not understanding how the world works, not saying that it was totally bad, but just a better way of, um, everything is not all sugar and spice and everything's nice, you know? And it would have been good to have those type of types of conversations. So that's what I wanted to kind of really emphasize on. And I was very emotional because I, and I'm an emotional person. And even now I still struggle with not, I don't even want to say struggle. It's just more so not allowing myself to lead my, my decisions or my choices through my emotions. So I've been praying about that and continue to pray that God helped me to process and move through, you know, those different types of emotions that I have, be it, you know, be it anger, be it, you know, happiness, joy, of course, but, you know, really be able to understand, you know, is it anxiety? Is this fear? Is this, you know, just really trying to hone into what's really driving my actions so that I can make better choices. Because at the end of the day, that's really what it's about. The choices that we make and the choices that we should make should be anchored in God and in the word. And so now I'm really working to do that. And again, I don't always make those choices, even in today to day. You know what I mean? There may be something that could just, you know, set me off or something that could be said or something that could be done that just like, oh, you know, I'll instantly get frustrated. And then I have to like calm myself down and and get myself together before I react because I can be reactive and just so emotional on or impulsive on my responses. But that that is some things that I have noticed about myself. But even though we recognize that we are flawed we have to still be anchored and understand that we have strengths as well. So one thing I know about me is that I am, um, I, I'm just a natural leader. I, I'm pretty good at administering and, and things of that nature. And then I'm also pretty good at just talking. I, I like to talk. And actually I got in trouble for talking. Go figure. Um, <laughs> so that, that was, um, those are some of my strengths. And so I also want to to grow in those areas, even though they're my strengths, sometimes they can be a hindrance because if you if you're a leader, you want to be the type of leader that you want to follow, not to be a dictator, not be a person who is not open to hearing or being criticized, not one who's not um, just not willing to 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 even be a team player. And I had to learn that um, as well. And then, of course, as far as admin wise, I, I believe I'm organized. I've been told that I am and I can put things together, put plans and strategies together. But where I lack, as, as I've told you guys before, is in commitment so I can put those things together. So those are things that I am trying to 
strive in doing better is staying committed, staying, um, staying within those plans or staying within those realms of being accountable for whatever plan and things that I put in place. And then even if I don't meet some of my goals that I set, because that's another thing I can set goals all day. I can say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Blah, blah, blah. That's planning. Right. But because I don't reach a goal or I don't reach a goal in the time span that I think that I should have met it, I have to give myself grace because one thing I recognize, and this is a weakness that I'm, I'm asking God to help me on is not to be my own worst critic because I can be so hard on myself. And I think it's because I set these expectations so high or at a level sometimes that may, may they, they are obtainable, but in the time frame, maybe not be as obtainable. So it's okay to make those celebrations in small increments. And so I'm learning to enjoy the small things, not hurrying up and rushing to the end or the destination or meeting the goal, but enjoying the process as I'm going because of my impatience. I'm realizing that I have to enjoy the journey just as I'm learning with the podcast. I mean, I'm not even going to lie, trying to um, do these episodes and, and give you guys rich and encouraging um, information. Even today, I was like, man, being a church girl, what am I going to talk about? How am I going to tie it in together? And I, I pray, of course, and ask Holy Spirit to help me. But I'm grateful that it, it it's coming together and it, but it takes time. It takes me to plan. It takes me to sit down and think about, okay, what kind of things do I want to talk about? Do I want to be too transparent? Do I want to share these stories? Do I want to tell too much of what's going on, even with my family, because I want to be respectful to, you know, my family and not, you know, hurt anybody's feelings with some of the stories that I, cause I'm only speaking from my perspective and maybe that may not be the whole story, but I definitely don't want to disrespect or hurt anybody's feelings so that that transparency part is like, well, do I share this much or don't? So that's when I go to Holy Spirit and ask him, Lord, lead me and guide me in the ways that you would have me to go and what information is needed because whomever is needed to hear it, they will hear it exactly the way that you want me to say it. And then I become a willing vessel and I'm available and I speak it. So that is how I'm able to just, you know, express myself even through this, you know, sharing my experiences, but hoping that it's helping along the way. And the biggest thing about it all is I'm sharing some of my flaws. I'm being transparent. I'm letting you guys know you know, where I am and where I stand. But at the same time, where I messed up in the past, and this is where I don't want you all to mess up on, is I would allow myself to stay in it. I would allow myself to stay hurt, allow myself to stay angry, allow myself to stay, you know, sheltered or allow myself to stay, um, you know, closed in, you know, guarded, extremely, extremely guarded. And that is not how God wants us to live our life. We need people, you know, and even though I was in church, I didn't really have relationships. True. I had some friendships. I had people that I talked to, people that I was raised with. So don't think that I was totally alone or I was not. But I didn't um, I didn't really open up about, you know, me and what I was dealing with. Even some of my friends, man, I didn't even realize that I had like a younger sister (laughs) Or that I had a younger brother and it wasn't that I, it was a secret. It was just something I didn't talk about. So I just realized that um, I had to not just be a surface person, but really be a whole person. And that meant dealing with some of the inner things that are keeping me from being relationable 
or having um, uh, relationships or being open to having those types of relationships. And so I just thank God that now I'm recognizing that, you know, I can't beat myself up. I can't get mad or keep beating myself up because I'm not at a certain place that I think that I need to be. And I hope that this is helping somebody else. We want to strive to continue to move in in that, to come out of that. So there may be somebody stuck in depression because they may have lost a job that they've wanted, or they may be stuck in a depression because maybe they lost a child. Um, They may have had a miscarriage. Um, Maybe there is somebody out there who just just knew that they were going to marry the person that they've been seeing for the past maybe even two years and that relationship didn't flourish, you know, or maybe there's a person who is, who's been hurt or even had um, been raped or molested and they haven't even talked about it because they've just suppressed it so deep within. I want you to know that God did not allow us to stay in those moments. He wants us to be free to be free in him. And first we have to welcome him into our lives, develop the type of relationship that allows us to understand that we are great because of him and who he is. Because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He died for every last one of our sins. There may be somebody who has experienced, um, they even may have gone to the extent of, you know, maybe they needed to make money as a being a stripper or maybe they've done some some other shameful things that we as society call but they were they were needing that to survive it was a it was a survival mechanism they didn't know any other way to do that and i'm here to tell you that god has forgiven you for those those choices that you made and i thank god for being raised uh, in the church to understand that he forgave me he's still forgiven me Even though I tried to stray and go out and do some things that I knew were not of him, I still came back. I still came back to him and he drew me closer. And I understand and I have that relationship with him because of the foundation that my grandmother gave me. And I'm so appreciative for that because I had a show enough praying grandmother who prayed fervently continually consistently she man i say one of my friends is jesus best friend i felt like my grandmother was jesus's friend friend for real like she could call him up tell him what she want and it was gonna happen you know what i mean so um i appreciate um that so that's really really one of what i kind of wanted to talk about today was just even though we're flawed and those who are raised in the church we understand that and even some of us um I'll speak on this just a little bit too. Some of us have been raised in the church and because we're raised in the church, we want to get away from the church because it's not church. Let me say this. It's not church hurt. It's people hurt because people are the ones who hurt other people, not the church. And then it may not even be the person, but it takes some maturity and understanding where people are at whatever moment that they're in as to how they're reacting to other people. It could even be a spirit that's in that person, but it takes you having that relationship with God, understanding and praying and reading the word, understanding discerning of spirits, understanding the the, the atmosphere that you're in and asking Holy Spirit to really speak to you in a way that is clear and concise for you to understand where you are and how to handle every situation. Do I do it every time? I do not. Do I make all the right choices? I do not. But I'm striving daily to make those choices to 
be pleasing to God and live in that peace and that that realm of understanding, that realm of of love and joy, true joy because of my relationship that I dwell and have in him. So that's my encouragement to you today to just trust him, lean on him, dive in, you know, and if you are having some of the any of those flaws or any of those situations that you have dealt with, I'm I'm going to deliver you and, f- and set you free and let you know that God still loves you and you can let every last one of those things go and not be ashamed because God died. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He's here to, to save you, to take care of you, to love on you, to mature you and move you into the place of where he would have you to be because you're destined for great things. You're destined to be a kingdom kid and show the kingdom of God, who you are through him. So you get up, you get up from that moment, you get up out of your tears, you get up out of that shamefulness, you get up out of that that deep depression, you get up out of any type of embarrassment that you may have, you get up out of that anger, I speak against it in the name of Jesus. Any type of fear, I speak against it in the name of Jesus because God has a place specifically for you that he specifically made you for. There's someone waiting specifically for you. So don't let Satan continue to hold you down to where you need to be in your destiny in God. Okay? So thank you so much for tuning in. I love you tremendously. Remember to um, listen in on Apple Podcasts. You can listen in on YouTube. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook as well. But uh, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for just spending a little bit of time with me. And and remember, God loves you. Thank you for listening in today. I appreciate you taking this journey with me. I don't want you to miss out on any of my amazing transformation experience. So don't forget to visit my social media outlets to have the most up-to-date information on Almost a Wife, but it's still possible. Make your day amazing. And remember, God loves you.